As you listen to this message, you will be challenged and encouraged through God's Word. Here at Heartsease Family Life Church, it has always been our desire to see people's lives totally impacted and changed. His Word promises to accomplish that. For more information in regards to our church, you can call us at 225-274-1607 or visit us on the web at www.hflc.us. We look forward to hearing from you. Be blessed now as you listen to God's Word. This morning, Matthew 7, 13 and 14, and we're going to read, actually I'm going to read from the New Living Translation this morning, so if you would follow along with me. Matthew 7, 13 and 14 says this, you can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad and its gate is wide for the many who choose the easy way. But, verse 14 says, the gateway to life is small and the road is narrow and only a few find it. Throughout this entirety of this series so far, we have used this scripture, every message, to show the thought or present to you that the Bible tells us that there are two ways. There is the pathway that is labeled as the broad pathway that almost everyone is on. It's the normal way. Everyone is doing it. This is how life is. This is how you have to do it. But the Bible tells us that kind of pathway is leading us to hell. Plain and simply, it's leading us in the wrong direction. But then we also see there's a narrow pathway. Unfortunately, very few find that pathway. It's a weird pathway, but it is a pathway that leads every time to life. And throughout the entirety of this series, we're going to encourage every one of you. Come on, it's time to get weird. This may not be a popular message. It may not be the popular way. We just read that it's not, but it's the only way that works. It's His way And it's the way of life. So this morning what I want to do is I want to talk about weird because normal isn't working with the thought of dealing with our money and wealth. Our money and wealth. How we need to get weird with our money and with our wealth. It's amazing how we can find ourselves so quickly on the normal path. We saw the Sanders today that we laughed, but unfortunately, that's the story of many people today. They are in debt up to their eyeballs, totally stressed, living life wide open, never getting ahead. Not God's intent. I said not God's intent for us, his children, to live. And obviously today we can only scratch the surface of such a huge, vast subject. But we're going to try our best today to show you that your money and wealth, that normal isn't working. Here's the first thought about normal today. Normal says this, it never has enough. And normal is never satisfied. It's never enough. 
Because it's always constantly comparing itself with everyone else. It's amazing. No matter what you may have, someone else has always got something better than you. You can get the newest, latest, greatest thing. And before you even get home, there's a new model out on the market. Someone's got a bigger car than you, a bigger house than you. Someone's got greater gifts than you. All these things. There's always something new, bigger and better. And the normal life says, I want that. I want more, 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 more. And here's what happens is we convince ourselves that when we get there, and I've never discovered where there is. But when we get there, when we think, when I get rich and I make this amount of money, then, you know what, I'll be a whole lot better steward with it than what everyone else does. Come on, I mean, they're buying three cars. I'll, I'll only buy two, you know. They're, they're living in 500,000 plus or 5,000 plus square foot. Man, I'll just, I'll settle for a 3,500 square foot house. We convince ourselves that when we get there, we will handle everything so much better And that we will do everything right. But that normal life is a fantasy life. It's a fairy tale story with nothing of real substance to hold on to. The sad thought today is this. Most of you in this place would say, I'm not rich. And I don't have much. How sad is that today, that we would consider ourselves as not being blessed by God. But what would our thought be? I would be blessed if I could just get that new car. I could be blessed if I could just get that promotion. I mean, I'm close to blessing, but if I could just get that next thing, then I will be blessed. I know some people who are pretty rich. And it's amazing that you can go around and you can see everything that they have. They've got cars galore. They've got houses here, there, condos here, there. They've got maybe perhaps a helicopter. They may have an airplane. They may have all this. And you look at them and you can say to them, man, you're in a different league to me. And you can say to them, man, you're so rich. But you know what most of those people will tell you? Oh, let me tell you something. See them over there? They're the ones that are rich. And you can look and say, what are you talking about? You've got all this. But you see, normal always compares itself. It never is satisfied. Look what the Bible says in Ecclesiastes 5 verse 10. Solomon writes these words and he says, He who loves silver will not be satisfied with silver, nor he who loves abundance with increase. This is also just vanity. Look what it says. When you love something, you're not going to be satisfied. If you want abundance, you're always going to want more increase. You will never find satisfaction in stuff. But isn't that the mindset of our culture today? That whatever we have is never enough. There's always more to earn, spend, buy, shop for, save for, luxuriate in, go into debt for. If I could, I want to read a part out of the book, Weird Because Normal Isn't Working, that Craig Grishel talks about normal living. He says these words in regards to money and wealth. Even though we live in one of the most prosperous places on earth, normal is still living paycheck to paycheck and never getting any further ahead. 
Let me say that one more time. Even though we live in one of the most prosperous places on earth, normal is still living paycheck to paycheck and never getting any further ahead. They did a survey in America. And 98% of Americans considered themselves not to be rich. 98% of people in America, by the poll that they surveyed, considered themselves not to be rich. When I read those figures, that really alarmed me. It was really alarming to me and very destroying to me. Why? Because that means 98% of Americans are striving for more, not satisfied with where they're at, but living a dream, charging things, trying to keep up with this and trying to keep up with that. And I'm telling you today, normal isn't working. Craig Rochelle, in his book, defines money as this, a moving target, or riches as a moving target. It's a moving target. What is rich? If you were to ask the average person that's perhaps making about $30,000 a year, rich would be if I could double my income. But what if you get to that place? Are you rich then? Or would you say, well, if I could just get the six-figure mark, then I would be. I mean, rich is a moving target. No matter where we get, we think to ourselves, if I can just get to there, my life would be set. But then we get there and we realize I need more, I need more, I need more. Rich is a moving target. It's like the little hare on the greyhound track. That when, before they open the gates to let the greyhounds out, there's a little hare, a little electronic hare that runs round. And as soon as they do, the greyhounds run around that ch- track and they chase that hare. Further they move ahead of it, the further they go. They're running round and round and round and round. And like idiots, they're just chasing something that's not even real. But isn't it amazing that perhaps we're the same way? That we're chasing something that is not real. We're chasing something that is causing more and more pain and suffering in our lives. Unfortunately, we've had about three of them in our house and they are called hamsters. I think a hamster is one of the most pointless pets that you could ever have. They stink, they bite, they are not very friendly. But if you haven't owned a hamster, I'm sure you've seen a hamster. And in most hamster cages, there is a little device called the wheel. And normally about two o'clock in the morning, if you've ever had a hamster, that's when they feel the sudden urge to hit the wheel. And for hours and hours and hours, you hear... You don't know what I'm talking about, pets mark, go and have at it. But they climb into their little wheel and they run with everything that they've got. Yet somehow they just don't see the fact that they're not getting anywhere. They're just wearing themselves out. And I've sat and looked for a long time once at this hamster and I just watched him. And I sat there and didn't know whether to laugh or feel sorry for him. Just spinning round and round and round and round in their aimless quest, thinking that they're getting somewhere, doing something, feeling the pain. But all they're doing is just spinning in a wheel round and round. You know what normal is? The wheel. 
You know what normal is? The wheel. And now who's laughing? Because we're the ones that are spinning around, around, around. And all we're doing is exhausting ourselves and getting no further ahead. If I could just get this promotion, then what? There would be another target. There would be something else. And we would be no more satisfied, but yet we would find ourselves only deeper in the hole of debt. Because true riches and wealth is not found in money. How much do you have? The stuff, stuff, stuff. How do we know that? Turn on the TV. Look at Hollywood. Look at sports stars. Look at the movie stars. Look at these people. They have everything that we perhaps dream of. If only I could just have a little bit of what they've got. That incredible house and an incredible home and cars. And Wow, if I could just be like them. You know what? Look a little bit closer at them. Their marriages are failing. They're depressed. Most of them are in and out of rehab like it's just nothing. Because they're struggling. They're in relationships. They're they're wasting their money. Come on, they're addicted. They're even killing themselves, committing suicide. There's troubles to the right, left, everywhere they look. Why? Because money will create more trouble than blessing so many times. But yet, if you want to be normal, you want to be like them. If you want to be normal, you want to be successful like that. If you want to be normal, you've got to go that route and do those things because after all, everyone else is doing it. I want to tell every one of you today this. Every one of you are rich today. And the reason you are rich today is because of the opportunities that you have. Listen to me today. We're rich today because of the opportunities we have. Every one of us in this room, no matter how much we make on our paycheck, have the same opportunities. As children, we have the same opportunities to go to school. We have the same opportunities to learn. Come on right now. We have the same opportunities to be in a church every week hearing the word of God. We have the same opportunities to be bringing our children up here. Come on, we have the same opportunity. If we want to catch a bus and go somewhere, we can do it. If we want the same opportunities, come on, look all around us. Come on, the pathway for our kids. All these. If we want to go out and eat at a restaurant, we've got the same opportunities. We're blessed. If we want to throw birthday parties for our kids, let them play sports. We all have the same opportunities. And we are rich today because of this nation and the opportunities that has been afforded and given to us. And because of those, we're rich. But yet we don't want the opportunities. We want the stuff. We want the money. Show me the money. Give it to me. I want more. I want more instead of being content with what we have. Ecclesiastes 5 and verse 19 says this, As for every man to whom God has given riches and wealth and given him power to eat of it, to receive his heritage and rejoice in his labor, this is the gift of God. 
The Bible tells me that God has given every one of us a gift. And you know what that is? The opportunity to enjoy what God has blessed us with. Let me say that one more time. God has given us a gift to eat of the labors, the work of our hands, the blessings to use the talents and the giftings that God has given us and put it to work that we will be blessed in our lives. Come on, there is not one of us in here today that would not be able to say God has blessed us. We are blessed of God. Oh, normal's going to tell you there's always something else you could have, but perhaps it's time that we just get a little bit weird and start sitting back and thank God for the opportunities and what we truly do have. Take stock of our lives. It's time to enjoy the blessings instead of always wanting more and more and more and more. Trying to get to that next level telling you, normal isn't working. I know many of us here perhaps complain about what we can't afford. Well, I can't afford that and I can't afford this. We complain about what we can't afford while sitting in our house in an apartment. While we're watching cable on our flat screen high definition TV. Eating pizza that's just been delivered to our front door which we ordered on our iPhone or smartphone, the one with the unlimited texting and data plan. Come on, be honest with me today. Most of you are doing okay in the house. Come on, don't shout me down today. Most of you are doing okay in the house. Now, I'm not going to pull the people who are starving in Africa card today, but that's a good one that we could pull because when we think we don't have nothing, just look a little bit to your left and to your right. Come on, we are blessed today. But our blessing isn't in stuff. That's what normal tells us. Weird is to find contentment in what God has given to us. We are rich. We're blessed. But normal refuses to let us feel rich. Well, I don't feel rich. It's like the carrot on the stick. We've all seen it, haven't we? You put the carrot in front of the donkey on a stick and he moves forward, but there's something about it. When are we going to suddenly begin to realize we're getting no closer to the carrot? I mean, come on, don't they say stupidity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result? When are we going to realize that carrot is still as far out in front of us as it ever has been before and all we're doing is exhausting ourselves and we're not getting anywhere, but we're just getting further away from the place we need to be? Chasing dreams. Trying to live according to the world. Through Timothy, God gives an instruction to the rich. To each one of us today, because we're rich in God. And this is what Timothy says in 1 Timothy 6, verse 17 through 19. He says this, Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us rightly all things to enjoy. Who gives us richly, sorry, all things to enjoy. Let them do good that they may be rich in good works. Notice this, ready to give and willing to share. Storing, rather, up for themselves. I can't read my own writing, that's sad. Storing up for themselves a good foundation for the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. Don't become haughty, 
nor trust in uncertain riches, but place your faith in God. Place your faith in God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Don't allow our drive to be that towards riches. But we've got to put our faith in God and trust in God. It's weird to consider that God says if you want to be rich, look what it says in verse 18. Then what? Be ready to give. Be willing to share. We think in our own mindset, if I haven't got enough for myself, how can I give to other people? But the Bible says with the blessings that we have, there is added blessings that we can receive as we share that, as we give still to others around. I know it's weird, but it works. I said, I know it's weird, but it works. Given to God. Given to others. You see, the problem we have today all falls back to a heart issue. We've got a heart issue. It's what's in our heart. What does Capital One say? What's in your? That's normal speaking. What's in your wallet? I mean, what do you have of value in a monetary sense? You're not going to read in God's word where he says, what's in your wallet? God's going to say, what's in your heart? Come on, that's weird. I know, that's weird. But God is looking today and God's saying, not what's in your wallet. God's looking what's in your heart. And can I tell you right now, if you can take money out of your heart, if you can get those things out and they're no longer a drive and a goal, if I can just get this and that. Come on, if you can get those things out of your heart, God can get it into your wallet. I believe that. God can bless you. And God will bless you. And we see this through... The story or a story in Luke chapter 18. I'm going to read a story from Luke chapter 18 today and I'd ask if you would follow along with us. It's the story of a rich young man who comes to Jesus. A rich young ruler who comes to Jesus. And we see this in Luke chapter 18 beginning in verse 18 and we're going to read to verse 27. Now a certain ruler asked him and said, Good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but one, and that is God. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor your father and your mother. Verse 21. And he said to Jesus, all these things I have kept from my youth. Then Jesus, when he had heard these things, he said to him, you still lack one thing. Sell all that you have. And distribute it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. And when Jesus saw that he had become very sorrowful, he said unto him, How hard is it for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God? For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And those who heard it said, Who then can be saved? And Jesus said to them, These things which are impossible with men are possible with God. What man may look and say, That's crazy. Come on, what man may look and say, that's weird, that's crazy, I'm going to take the normal. And we just read in Matthew 7, 13, the easy way out. Man wants to take the easy way out and God says, no, let's not go the easy route, let's go the impossible route. Let's take that which is weird. 
You see, Jesus is not saying in this passage that rich people can't make it to heaven. Listen to me. He's not talking about if you earn a certain amount of money, then you can't go to heaven. You don't deserve it or you can't make it in. But what Jesus is saying, just like so often in our lives and in what we strive for, many times those things become more important to us than God. That if I can just have this, then my life is complete. Come on, my life is complete when He is the Lord and Savior of my life. My life is complete when I wake up in the morning and I know he's my friend and he's there with me and I walk through. Come on, I may not have all the bells and whistles and I may not have all the stuff, but my life is complete when I have Jesus walking with me. But he was sorrowful because he had a lot of stuff. You mean sell my Lamborghini? You mean sell my three condos that I never even used? I mean, you mean give that stuff? I mean, come on, Jesus. I mean, what are you talking about? I wonder today what we trust in. I wonder what our trust is in today because that's what Jesus was trying to get down to. To determine what is it you trust? What is it you're after in your life? I mean, what is the goal of your life? Because the stuff too often becomes of greater importance. And because we go after the stuff, it becomes our God. And what in essence we say is, I don't need God. Because as long as I've got this, that and the other, I don't need no help. That's normal's way of thinking. Faith in stuff and not in God's. Until we get it into our hearts how truly blessed and rich we are, we will never be able to to acknowledge our riches and share giving to others what we do have. And as long as we don't get it into our hearts, we'll never see the need or the necessity to give to God and pay our tithes. Because when we're living normal lives, we look and say, if I give that, then I can't get that. For some of you today, you had a choice when you paid your tithes today. Do I pay my tithes or do I have Starbucks for the rest of the week? Come on, I'm stepping on some toes today. Do I pay pay my tithes today or do we have a ham instead of a turkey? Do I pay my tithes? Why? Because we're considering everything else. Because that's the normal's way of thinking. When we realize we are rich... We've got to realize that being rich also carries with it challenges. Let me give you three main challenges of being rich. Number one, being rich makes it harder for you to depend on God. You would think that when we've prayed to God and asked God for the blessings, this is what we tell God anyway, when you give me those things, God, I'll be so more committed to you and I will depend on you more than ever before in my life. God, if you just give me that, then God, I will be 100% dependent upon you. But what happens in the good times? Come on, let me ask you, what happens in the good times? Oh, we're quick to be in church when we're broke and we've got nothing and we're on our face and saying, God, help me, God. If you don't help me, I'm in trouble. But then all of a sudden when God comes through, where's our dependency? Where are we in the good times? You see, when we get rich or realize the richness we have, we've got to watch because there's a tendency where we turn around and say, I don't need God anymore. I'm not so dependent on him anymore. Why? Because I'm telling you, riches and blessings don't always bring us closer to him, but most of the time they make us less dependent upon him. Here's the challenge number two. Being rich distracts us from true priorities. 
I said it, he's the first that's often forgotten when he blesses us. My dad's cousin over in England, he prayed a prayer one day and said, God, if you'll heal my mother, I'll give you the rest of my life. God miraculously healed his mother and he never gave God his life. It's amazing how being rich or getting those answers and those things we want distracts us so much from what's important. Many of us in here, perhaps if we got the money and the wealth and the riches that we wanted, you know the first thing that would happen? We wouldn't even see you on Sunday. Because then you could get that ski boat that you've always wanted. And after all, come on, we work hard all week and the only day we have to go out on the river is Sunday. Then I could get those season tickets and then I could be there. And you know what we say? Well, God has blessed me. This is the blessings of God. Can I challenge you today that the Bible says that God blesses us for what reason? That we would be a blessing to others. But God blesses us that in our blessings we will honor Him with what He has given to us. But the challenge is, he becomes the last priority instead of the first. Oh, if I can just get to him. Oh God, if you just bless me with a thousand dollars, I'll begin to pay my tithes. Listen, if you can't pay tithes on ten dollars, you'll never pay tithes on a thousand dollars. Proverbs 3 verse 9 and 10 says, Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruit of your increase. And your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow. Oh, if I can just get rich. You've got to watch. There's challenges too because we'll be distracted from our main priorities. Here's number three. Being rich gives you greater responsibility. I remember once a few years ago, an uncle of mine, Graham Dacre, came and he spoke about the spirit of, entre- of an entrepreneur. And he spoke about and gave us just, it was a great night where he talked about just having an an entrepreneurial spirit and how you can just succeed in life and just encourage us. And he said something that night that I will never forget. He said, I used to think that when I made it and I got all the money, he at that time had just sold 21 car dealerships, he had Mercedes dealerships, he had BMW, he had Porsche, he had Land Rover, he had Audi, he had 21 dealerships. He had just sold them at that time for $220 million. A lot of money. He said these words. He said, you would think that when you get to that place, that you would be happy. He said, but the greater responsibility there is in those. He said, because there's so much to ensure. There's so much to look out for. There's so much to take care of. There's so much to maintain. He said, in fact, most of it is a lot more hassle than worth. I mean, listen, this is someone that could have anything they want. And they say it's more hassle than worth. Listen to me today. Normal doesn't work. Normal doesn't bring satisfaction. Normal doesn't bring all the things that you think it does. Look what the Bible says in Luke 12, verse 48, the middle part of that verse. It says, For everyone to whom much is given, from him much will be required. So is this normal way, the way that we're striving for? We've got to realize today there's got to be more. And I'm glad that you asked because there is more. And that is we've got to get weird. You see, being weird is not living a lifestyle of being stressed all the time. Stressed from not having enough money. Not making enough money and owing way too much money. Living paycheck to paycheck. They say 61% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. 
Weird is not living a life style of monthly payments, credit card debts, paying the monthly minimums, being anxious, consumed with worry and fear. That's normal, 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 and it's not working, and it's not worth it. But Pastor Philip, we want what everyone else is going. I mean, it's the American dream. I want that house with the white picket fence. I want this. I want that. My grandfather used to say this. He said, a bigger car doesn't mean bigger money. It just means a bigger note. A bigger car doesn't mean they got more money. Bigger money. No, it just means a bigger note. There's more required in order to have those things. Normal will make us live like everyone else, stressed, worried, in despair, fighting in the home, tension, helplessness, frustrations. Come on, I don't like the normal life when it comes to my money and wealth. And I'm not asking for a show of hands today. But I wonder today how many in this place spend more typically on a month than what you earn. And how do you bridge that gap? How do you cover that gap? Credit cards? Depleted savings, payday loans, early 401k withdrawals. I wonder what it would feel like to have money left over at the end of every month. After all the bills are paid and there's still money left over to save. Most of you would say that would feel weird. Come on, say that with me. That would feel weird. That would feel weird, having money left over at the end of the month and money to save and to do special things. Well, that would be weird. But isn't that what perhaps needs to be in our lives? Because normal isn't working, but weird still is. And when we live like that, that we're living paycheck to paycheck and we're broke and we're finding ourselves in greater debt and we're trying to juggle all of our finances to try and get some break. Again, the first thing that's excluded from our lives is the thing that's the most important of our life. And that is this. We take God out of the equation. We take God out of our finances. I don't have enough to give Him. Therefore, what? We don't put a blessing upon our home. We put the spirit of mammon upon our home, which is the spirit of the world. I'm telling you right now, 90% blessed goes a lot further than 100% curse. You may say, well, how does that work? I'm telling you right now, it works. It's weird, but it works. I don't know how you can have more when you have less, but will you include God into the equation? Come on. I don't know how that works, that I can take $90 and it can go further than 100 I can take, what, $900 and it goes further than 1000 I don't know in the natural how it works, but I'm telling you right now, normal isn't working. But weird will work. Weird will work. Proverbs 21 verse 20 says, There is a desirable treasure and oil in the dwelling of the wise, but a foolish man squanders it. Another translation says, In the house of the wise are stores of choice food and oil, but a foolish man devours all that he has. I'm going to read that one more time. In the house of the wise are stores of choice food and oil. There's stuff left over, but what a foolish man devours all he has. Here's that wise and foolish stuff again. Come on, if you're going to be wise, that's weird. But if you're going to be foolish, that's normal. Notice in this verse, God doesn't say that you will have or you will be wealthy enough to have. God says this, you just have to be wise. 
to have. God doesn't say when you're rich and wealthy, then you'll have enough. God says you need to be wise. Come on, say that with me, wise. Wise with what you have. You see, there's a wise way to manage the money God entrusts to you. And there's a foolish way to mismanage what God entrusts to you. And the choice is really all yours. You know what that choice is called? Stewardship. Stewardship. Come on, I'm not getting shaped down much today because I'm telling you right now, I'm preaching some truth to you today and you need to listen to this. Come on, normal isn't working. We're bankrupt. We're stressed to the max. But weird is still working. Come on, God has called us to be stewards. A steward is someone who manages someone's property, handles someone's finances that is not their own. Everything you have today is God's. And God's requiring of you stewardship that you would manage and handle wisely what God has entrusted into your keeping. And I thank God I work for Him. Because there's not many employees out there that only take, what, 10% and let you keep the other 90. We must be good stewards. Even perhaps with just the little that we have. But we must commit ourselves to a new lifestyle when it comes to our money and wealth. Proverbs 13, 7 says, There is one who makes himself rich, yet has nothing. And one who makes himself poor, yet has great riches. You know what that verse is telling us right there? It's time that every one of us begins to live within our means. I think one of the best things of the recession that has hit this nation is it put a freeze on a lot of our out-of-control spending. That it made a lot of us nip and tuck and realize and say, what's the most important things? It's prioritized our lives back where it is. It's taken us off that rat wheel or that hamster wheel that we're just going and going and going and exhausting ourselves, wanting more, 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 more. To live within your means, can I explain that to you just in case you don't understand what that is? To live within your means is what you have in your hands. Not the pay rise that you hope you're going to get by the end of the month. So I'm going to buy a car in faith. Listen, that's not faith, that's stupidity. Can I say that one more time? That's not faith, that's stupidity. Well, I paid my tithes, so God's going to bless me. Yes, God's going to bless you, but let him determine where and how he blesses. You don't determine where God blesses you. Because if you're making a choice of blessing, you may want a little bit more to pay that car. But what if his blessing this week was to touch your child that was sick? Come on now. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, don't, touch, don't tie the hands of God in your life. What living in your means is what you have in your hands. It's not your gross either. It's your net. It's what's left after Uncle Sam's taken his stuff. But remember, normal is never satisfied. But weird says, what? It's not all about that. It's not about the latest this, that, or the other. I can't afford that. You see, weird is about having wisdom in our finances. Normal is still chasing that moving target called riches, where weird takes stock and counts its blessings, makes wise decisions. How many of us out there are one to get mad at God for not meeting our needs? 
I wonder how many of us out there have got mad at God and said, God, how come you didn't meet my need? How come you didn't help me? I had this bill and everything. Well, first thing we need to do is sit back and ask ourselves, is it a need or is it a want? Because most of our needs have now become what we want and we get angry at God. God didn't say, I'll supply all your wants. God said, I'll supply all your So we get angry with God and say, God, how come you didn't come through for me? And we ask God to help us in a debt that he didn't even incur in our lives. Because of foolishness and lack of wisdom and praying and asking God for wisdom, we just jump and hope and pray and, oh, I've got the faith, brother. That's not faith. You've got to be wise. I said, you've got to be wise. You've got to be wise. There's going to be people out there that are going to think you're crazy because you're still driving around in that beat-up old car. I mean, for goodness sake, everyone's getting new cars. What's the deal? I mean, why are you not getting a new car? I mean, come on, there's great deals out there. But ask yourself, who's the crazy one? My car's paid for. They'll make fun of you and remind you, come on, for goodness sake, you're living in the 21st century. It's normal to live up to your eyeballs in debt. But who's enjoying life? Who's sleeping well at night? Who's living in a home and not a house? What do you mean living in a home and not a house? Hey, figure that one out for yourself. Why? Because who's got the blessing upon, of God upon their lives? It's not the normal ones. It's the weird ones. For too long we have defined better, riches, successful, cool, acceptable the wrong way. And it's not in all the fluff and in the stuff. But yet if we want to be rich, successful, cool and be blessed in our lives, it's only found in living a lifestyle that honors God and builds his kingdom. Meaning what? That kind of life will have something left over and share and give. Or better says, when we first give to God, he's going to redeem the rest. A lot of you have perhaps seen the movie Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Great little story. I like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. The first one, not the second one. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Listen to what Charlie's grandpa tells him. When Charlie wants to sell his golden ticket because their family needed the money. Look what Charlie's grandpa tells Charlie. He says this. There's plenty of money out there. They print more and more every day. But you see this ticket? There's only five of them in the whole world. And that's all there is ever going to be. Only a dummy would give up something. Only a dummy would give up this for something as common as money. So I wonder today, are you a dummy today? Are you a dummy today? If you want to be different, which is another way to say weird... If you want to be better than normal, then you and I have got to start living differently. Infomercials today, what's the big thing out there? Get rich quick. Here's the secret. And the funniest thing is, here's the secret to get out of debt. You've got to put yourself in more debt to get out of debt. It's only five easy payments, you know, and we'll help you out with those. But you're going to get out of debt, but you're putting yourself in a greater debt to try and get out of debt. Listen, there is no quick fix. Because it's not more money you need, because they tell us you don't solve money problems with, with money. It's not more money you need. It has to be a change of your heart.
Because the problem that we have when it comes to our money and wealth today, and I'm almost closing today, is not just our wallets. The biggest problem that we have when it comes to our money finances is also our spiritual life. And the way we live our lives. Look what the Bible says in Matthew 6, verse 19 and 21. The Bible says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is. What's the treasure of your life? For where your treasure is. Normal's treasure is more. 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 Stuff. 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 A moving target that we're never going to achieve. For where your treasure is. There your heart will be also. You know, they tell us that the average Christian in America gives 2% of their finances to God. 2% of their finances to God or helping to build the kingdom of God. That leaves 98% go into the world. 98% go into the world. And from what I just read... For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. That tells me that wherever my money goes, my heart's going to follow. Listen to me. Wherever my money goes, my heart's going to follow. So if 90% or 98% of our heart is going to the world, listen to me today. If 98% of our heart is going into the world, the normal stuff, the broad pathway. It's no wonder that we find ourselves desiring more of the world and living a life that's not satisfied by God. It's no wonder that we're wanting all this stuff. Why? Because our heart is going in the wrong direction. Because it's going after the stuff instead of being found in God. We need to get our hearts back in the right place. People are going to look at you when you're not getting the latest gadgets and the latest this and the latest that. Normal tells you you've got to get the latest stuff for your kids at Christmas. Weird says, don't worry about all the stuff. Why not put down your cell phone, turn your computer off, buy a ball and go out and throw it with your kids? That's weird today. Because normal is parents in one room, kids in the other, dis- disconnected. Come on, it's time we get weird because normal isn't working. And by the way, remember the secret that I said we were looking for a quick fix? Here's the secret, and that is this. Spend less than you earn. That's the secret, isn't it? Earn more and spend less. And you may say, well, I can't earn more. Well, whatever you can earn, spend less than that. Maybe weird today. But weird is still working. Would you stand to your feet with me?
We would like to thank you for listening to this message today. We pray that your life has been challenged by what you've heard, but we also know it will be changed as you put God's Word into effect. At Heartseas Family Life Church, our doors are always open to help. If you need any more information or just a friend to listen, we are here. Call us at 225-274-1607 or email us at pastorp at hflc.us. Remember, put God first in your life and everything you do will prosper. We look forward to seeing you soon. God bless.